All right, it's another episode of America's Hometown Horror that's brought to you by Shine Through Window Cleaning. Shine Through Window Cleaning is a family-owned and operated company that proudly serves Plymouth and the surrounding area. They treat your home or business like they would treat their own, and they truly believe in building their reputation on every job they do. Get in touch with Shine Through today to discuss your window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and power washing needs at 781-812-9189. That's 781-812-9189 or at shinethroughwindowcleaning.com. That's shine, T-H-R-U, window cleaning, shine through, through window, window cleaning. cleaning. What is up, folks? Welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror. What's up? What's up? Hola! Episode number 33. Very third, baby. Uh, we're not there quite yet. I guess I'm drawing the extra side of the three. Yeah, probably. Yeah. In my head. We weren't. We're not quite there yet. Who right. draws a though, three like in a few that, weeks? Though. I mean, who draws an eight like that? No, I mean you draw an eight. An eight is half of a three, so then you get another half. When you, of you, make, an eight, you make an eight, when you make an eight, do you do two circles or do you do like? One? I do a figure eight. I do the figure eight. Yeah. I started doing two circles for some reason. Really? Wow. Very circular eights. I don't know if I know anyone that does that. I don't know if I know. It's a weird thing to do. Interesting. Well, the guy who draws uh, <laughs> two threes back to back, you've heard him. That's Andrew. What's up, no, Sonic the Hedgehog? Two circles. Two circles. Sorry. Oh, I don't do the threes. That would oh, be yeah. really that weird. Would be really <laughs> weird. <laughs> I think that'd be very difficult. Time to play when the host isn't paying attention completely. <laughs> that would also be like borderline. You're a psychopath if you drew three backwards, two backwards, three. Two to backwards, make an eight. threes to make an eight. Two circles. I can see that. That's Maybe. easy, and quick. But two back, a backwards, three. I wonder what that means if someone makes an eight like that. I stand. There must be nobody stand does. corrected. Oh, so the guy who there. draws the two circles for eights. Thank you, Andrew. What's up, buddy? Can I get a little respect <laughs> on how I draw my eights? No. How's it going, man? <laughs> Not much. It's going good. <laughs> Rocking your Sonic the Hedgehog T-shirt, just hanging out. Oh yeah. This, this shirt's so Asian. <laughs> it is. Nice. Right. Well, it's got characters on it. Is it? Do you know what it means? I'm assuming it says Sonic the Hedgehog, but it probably says you're a fucking that, idiot. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, either way. So also with us again tonight for the 33rd time is one Gato. Hey. Sup, girl? How you doing? Good. How are you, you got that streak going? Good. 33? You haven't missed an episode? Are you like Cal Ripken uh, of this? Except for the mini podcast. show that Michael did by himself. I don't count that one as one of our main. So episodes. Mike has never missed an episode. Correct. Because we probably wouldn't have an episode if there wasn't Mike. Let's Correct. give him a little yeah. applause. Wow. Go, Mike. Good job. I was not Otis expecting that. Go, oh, no. Otis is mad that I was like, why? Jesus. Wow. Thank you guys very much. Otis is not like Otis is excited too. Stop, 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 stop. It's because you clapped. He got excited. Well, it's yeah. Okay. I mean, hey, it's okay. We wouldn't it's be, it wouldn't be a show without you guys either. So love you guys too. Aww. Yeah. So, hey guys, it's Shark Week. Have we been watching the sharks? Yes. And Shark Week. Kat, what have you thought of Shark Week so far this year? Well, we only watched last night um, Will Smith. We watched a lot of Shark Will Week Smith? last night, though. Yeah, Will Smith was on it, and um, he... Is he talking about how his wife's a shark? No. He uh, he took... He went His wife was actually diving. in the show for a little bit. Was she in it? Uh, yeah. No, I thought it was just her, his kids. His kids and, and Jada Pinkett oh, was I there, too. Yeah. I don't know if I saw that, but... Um, no, he went shark diving, and it, he did his first dive, like, in the Great Barrier Reef or Great Coral Reef or whatever It just reef. basically followed Will Smith every time he went on vacation, and every right. time he went on vacation, yes. he went shark diving to and build up. Like, after I've gone yeah. twice, I think I need to introduce this to my kids. Let me take them shark diving. And, like, his kids were kind of like, um, 
they finally got on the boat and they kind of looked at each other like, mm-mm, yeah. mm, I don't know about this. Like, <laughs> shark diving, I would tell them to fuck off. Yeah. That's we actually, line. we have a friend that went uh, shark diving yeah, off the Yeah, he went in Chatham with the cage. And saw right? great whites and took pictures of them from a shark cage. I can't think of anything more horrifying to do. That would yeah. have you be never so cool. Seen Jaws? Yeah, no, I know, seriously. Seen Jaws a billion times. No, I know, that's too. weird. what's weird about to me. You Andrew, know? you uh, you into Shark Week? You watch any of it yet, or will you? We were talking about sharks a little bit earlier. Oh, God, no, don't I'm go gonna, here. I'm going to be real brief. If you have the time, look up sand sharks and look up uh, sand shark embryos in their mother's womb. It's a nice, it's like a National Geographic type video. It's like 10 minutes long. It's horrifying. Just watch it. I'm not going to talk about it because I've been told such information is upsetting to people's ears. So just watch it for In yourself. their eyes, too, when you watch <laughs> yeah. it. If you have to have a thick stomach like these sharks do, because they have like some embryonic fluid that like a big-ass little baby shark is um, eating other dead baby sharks have, have, you, have you ever seen Alien from Ridley yeah. Scott? It's, it's like yeah, that. It's, it's uh, yeah, that's really probably weird. Where that I, that's probably where he got the idea. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So, yeah, more shark stuff, courtesy of one Andrew Beers. Andrew Seltzer's tonight. Mm, Andrew Seltzer's tonight, for sure. So what else is going on? Everybody not doing laugh, good? Not a laugh from that joke. Uh, well, good. It's all right. People listening joke. might laugh. Yeah, never know. <laughs> Maybe bad. one on a second. just... Hey, so quick shout out on the last episode we were uh, doing an American Werewolf in London. We were having an argument as to the poster we have behind Andrew's head right oh, now, which boy. is the Universal we Monsters. Went through this uh, playing cards, and we were arguing about whether or not uh, the guy under the table is the Phantom of the Opera, which it, it is. is. It is. But I had to. I, I want to give a quick plug to this guy, uh, Big Chris Art, who designed this. Uh, he's on Instagram. I think it's at Big Chris Art. He's pretty awesome. He does some cool stuff. So I love, I love this thing. It's awesome. But yeah. So, uh, so guys, before we get into tonight's topic, we're going to do something a little bit different for this next episode, as we do from time to time. We didn't go over the news yet. I was just getting to that. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's okay. Um, so, a couple things real quick before we kind of jump into to, into tonight's topic, if you will. Uh, we talked last week about Barrett's Haunted Mansion being open for their 29th season this fall. Another New England haunted attraction, Haunted Overload in Lee, New Hampshire, has also uh, also announced that they are going to be open for the 2020 season. So, looking more and more like we're going to get some sort of Halloween season here in New England, which is good news. Well, I think that's awesome because, I mean, I obviously that's a certain niche audience that knows that they have... Like, in Barrett's case, they have, you know, a season, they have one attraction, and, like, they need, they focus all year on building up their new house. So, I mean, at least knowing, like, that this hit in March, they were probably starting to already think, at that point, this year might look a little bit different. We probably need to adjust, and they probably, I would assume, have been planning for, like, a while hoping yeah. to make some sort of adjustment so that they could still have a haunted house or some sort of haunted attraction. Well, I, I know, like, for a fact, like, Barrett's and Haunted Overload and any other haunted attraction that's successful year over year, they start planning the following year, like, when the current event for a year is right. going on. Yeah. You should be, I should be a part of the marketing for these places that do, like, their haunted houses. You know what they should do this year? made like this really scary covid themed no, haunted not- attraction and when you go in they give you a um, nasal 
test. It's just a way to get a nasal test. You go in and they're like, ah, we got you. They jam a fucking Q-tip up your nose and that's the... I feel like people might be offended by that. Terrible. No, but like you don't even realize that it's happening. You're actually paying (laughs) and they're getting to see if you have it. That's how they get money to pay people to pay for it. They make it into a haunted attraction and they give you a nasal swab test. That seems like something out of like 1984 or some other dystopian movie. Ugh, gross. Using a haunted attraction as a means to uh, get DNA. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's cool to see another haunted attraction open for this season, and it's looking like uh, things are looking up. Things are looking up. So, uh, in addition to that, one cool thing that I saw in the news yesterday, okay? Remember Blockbuster Video? Yes, I just talked about Blockbuster Video, and you told me you to do. stop talking about Blockbuster yes, Video. Uh, uh, like, an hour ago, you said, that the normal Blockbuster, you got to talk about something else. I said that, because you no one knows that. what the fuck Blockbuster is anymore. Because we're old. Well, actually, fair well, enough people know. Well, so we all, uh, it's safe to say that we are all, the three of us, children of the late 80s and the 90s, I would say. Love Blockbuster. Uh, yes, As duh. did I. So, you may not know this. There is one remaining Blockbuster video, and it is in Bend, Oregon, now listed as an Airbnb, where you can go stay in the last remaining Blockbuster... Sounds they gross. have a section of the store <laughs> that's set up like a sick B&B with like 90s themed snacks and cool. like old 90s themed like like the bed and everything has like 90s themed like you know cartoon sheets and all kinds of like weird shit like that that's but you can hilarious. actually go there it's like rugrats so apparently it's uh it, it's open for three one night stays that are going to take place on September 18th, 19th and 20th for up to four people and basically you can just you can hang out there you can sleep over and watch any movie that's in the entire store. Whatever you want to watch. So I thought that was pretty that's cool. so weird. Yeah, it's super It's cool, weird. but it's like, so they're only doing it for three nights? It's not open like year-round? They might, uh, I'm assuming it's one of those things where if they, um, if, if it does well, which of course it will, they might do it for more nights. Yeah, so I know, I, I guess we'll see how it goes with the, uh, with the blockbuster video Airbnb, who knows? I'm sure there's going to be. I think I'd go there. I mean, I would love to, but it's going to be so fucking expensive to go. I'm going to look it up for sure after you mentioned it. Well, did you guys go to like a Bonkers? Or, I loved oh Bonkers when I was a kid. That was good. Imagine if they made that into a. Uh, oh, well, that's been that was awesome. Because it ripped some girl's scalp off. You, you know, oh, it might be geez. you know well, one of the, the saddest part. casualties of this COVID nineteen outbreak, and I, I hope it's not the case. And we drove by one the other day, and it was open somehow, which I was surprised by. But arcades, so like pins, for instance, pins at the Kingston open. Mall, it was open. I have no idea how. There's probably no video games. They're probably doing bowling. And food, mm, and the bar, stuff. and maybe other stuff. But dude, how can you? you know what, they probably are doing the, the cleanliness well, of those video doing, games. They probably, those arcade doing, games. they probably are doing arcade games because that's how stupid this whole like things being shut down is. You're not within six feet of anybody, yet your dirty fingers are all over it. But, also, but someone says they're going to come over and clean it after every use, which you know is not happening. Mm-hmm. There's no way. But why are, then why are casinos open? Because they're the same thing. You're Casinos are open because you know how much money they generate. Right, True. exactly. But like it would be the same thing for video games that they would no, for, like, so, for like, slot uh, machines I've never, in a casino. I, I love going uh, to casinos. An arcade wouldn't make nearly as much money as a no, casino. No, not as much money. But oh. I mean, it's the same idea with like people touching yeah, things. Yeah, but I'm saying money-wise, if arcades generated that much money, they would be open. But so, there's no way that people can keep up with cleaning a casino. So like you're telling machines. me, though, like, so I, I haven't researched it. I love casinos, but I don't go frequently. So you mean to tell me if I go to a casino right now, like Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun or the Encore in Boston or whatever, 
The slot machines, like the ones, like yeah, those are all other, open. Probably every other. Wow, that's, that's what I would assume. I, didn't, I like I, I would thought and I would have thought for sure it was table, just like table games. At a poker table, a table you probably have six feet in between everybody. They said yeah. some tables. Slots would just open. be it would just be separated by six feet because we yeah. went to the arcade in New York Beach that was open. Yeah, was it really? Yeah. So we didn't even and get downtown. We were up there. Nobody was washing anything. Yet they made this way. There couldn't be enough. There could only be so many people inside. So it's like yeah, on one aspect, right? You're keeping people six feet apart. On the other aspect, they might as well be licking each other's fucking faces because kids are touching their right. dirty paws all over things. So it's way worse. Dirty paws. <laughs> hey, so since we've all been there now, for our New England fans, what would you? Th- what did you think of York, Maine, Andrew? It was foggy the whole time I was there. Yeah, you went in early July though, right? July 4th weekend. Yeah, July 4th weekend. When yeah. you got about 10 minutes off of York Beach though, it was beautiful and sunny. The whole It was like gorgeous. Though. We went golfing one day like nice. 20 minutes away. It was gorgeous. You get back, it's foggy. Best thing was where we were, there was right across the street, there was a little convenience store that sold beer, cigarettes, lobster rolls, wow. mm-hmm. delicious french fries, onion rings. It was literally, awesome. you walked across the street. What was it called? Not Anthony's uh, Food. The Lobster no. something. Lobster it was something. The Lobster something. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't original. Cool. It was on the main, it was on yeah. that road that with the fork in it. Yeah. So I mean, see, we, we we were there. We were there, like you know on, that road with the four. Yeah, yeah exactly. sure, the people yeah. in York Maine are probably like, yeah, I know what you're talking oh about. God. Hey, so we we were there literally a month after you, uh, pretty much the last weekend of July into the first Shore week of road. August. Shore Road, okay. I'll so up. is that interesting? You have the lobster that. trap in Born on Shore Road. Is mm-hmm. that on Shore Road? It is on Shore. Oh, Road. and then you have another place in York place. that's also on. Shore I Road. I bet you that's not a uncommon theme that a. Street near the ocean is called Shore Road, Shore Road <laughs> and they sell some sort of seafood on that street. Yeah, yes, that of course. would make a lot of sense. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. Gato, what did you think of uh, York, Maine? We were up there. It I was thought it was hot. awesome. It was very hot. It was hot, but it was nice. It I mean, was the definitely beach was nice. Great. Like it was. I mean, where we stayed was right across the street from the beach, and it was it was awesome. I had a great time. I would go back in a heartbeat. Oh, easily. Place was very fun. It's beautiful. I just wish if we had been there a few days longer, because I know we did Portland a few days before. I would have liked to have gone downtown. We didn't get there. We went to the lighthouse. Yeah, it's out there. Downtown was lame. There's like three bars. Yeah, better than no bars. Well, they're not even bars. Three restaurants. No, but it's also on that main drag (laughs) where like Kittery is and all the outlets and stuff. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff around York. Okay. Not always within walking distance, but like it's there's a lot of stuff in York. Cool. There's Stonewall Chicken and when well, pigs fly and Anthony's gas station slash deli deli slash bakery slash mm. everything they Stonehearth oh, we pizza went things a bunch for like that's where we got yes. beer and stuff. It's the like a food mobile gas unbelievable, yeah. dude. They had the cafe, bakery, all that shit that you just mentioned. Oh my god, oh it was awesome. So good. They had all these like ba- yeah, this like whole cake case of stuff. I got a cake case, in the baby. I want your cake case. <laughs> Give me them cakes. So, yeah. Hey, guys, you know, it can't be all horror all the time. Like, sometimes you got to go on vacation. You can have a little fun, right? So uh, the Ah crew gives two thumbs up You can up always to get York back Maine. to murdering yeah. people. You can always right. watch horror movies while you're on vacation, too. I mean, that, I'm that's I'm on okay. vacation. I'm on vacation. Last bit of news, you guys. Oh, we're not done with the news yet. Last piece, real quick. Season two of... Uh, Anyone ever hear of Eli Roth's History of Horror? He directed Hostel, a few other, uh, The Green Inferno, a few other horror movies, Cabin Fever. I know Hostel. I know who he is. Could care less for his movies. Eli Roth. Yeah, yeah Eli Roth. Yes. So he's actually from Massachusetts. Oh. Shout out to Eli Roth. 
uh, Newton or Needham, I think. Well, those are two different Somewhere places. Out there. But I don't know. What, what, some with an N, I forget. Fair. Uh, so he Natick? he did a, uh, a first season of this uh-huh. series called <laughs> The History of Horror. It's on AMC. New Bedford? Nantucket? <laughs> yes, Nantucket. <laughs> New Bedford? It was somewhere with an N. <laughs> North Weymouth? <laughs> North Plymouth? Norwell. Norwell. Are you guys through? Are you guys through making fun of my I stupidity? I feel like we have to say more than one. Yeah. Nantucket? Did we say no, that? No, we already said Nantucket. Newburyport. Newburyport. That's a good one. New Hampshire? Nope, that's mm. not a town in Massachusetts. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's the joke. Norton? Norton? Norton. I Norton. was like, Norton? Northeastern. Like, Norton. My God. North Attleboro. I'll throw a lot of Norths out now. Mm-hmm. If you're still listening, all this is because I'm <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Does Nantasket count? Uh, <laughs> no. No, that's a beach. Anyway, let's So Eli Roth is from somewhere <laughs> in a town in Massachusetts that, that begins, begins with an end. Could be one of those uh, many towns that they just North, mentioned. North Falmouth. North Falmouth. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good for you. So Eli Roth's History of Horror is almost a spiritual successor. Did you ever say Newton? To the... Uh, we said Newton. Oh, okay. The horror... <laughs> did we say Needham? Yes. We did say Needham. Oh. Basically, it's a horror documentary series. It's going to be on AMC in the fall. Featuring Stephen King, Quentin Tarantino, Jordan Peele, Ari Aster, Bill Hader, Nancy Allen, Megan Fox, Greg Nicotero, Rob Zombie, wow. Edgar Wright, Leonard Malton, who's a film, cr- film critic, Fair. Jack Black, Slash, Joe Dante, Roger Corman, John Landis, Tom Savini, and many others. Oh, so you didn't mean like Jack Black slash someone else. You meant like Jack Black and slash. Comma slash. Comma slash. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All those people are going to be contributing to this horror documentary series, which covers the history of horror film, which I was a fan of the first season. It's pretty cool. Is this going to be the next Bravo scariest TV moment? I think we covered all the It kind of is. It kind of is a little bit, to be honest. It's kind of like the spiritual successor to that series, if I had to say so. Great. So, yeah. Awesome. And that's it for the news, you guys. Oh, wonderful. Ready to move on to our topic du jour? Do you guys remember what that is? Uh, Can you remind us? That's a rude question. I was thinking of towns that start with N. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean. (laughs) I know what we're talking about. Let's just keep rolling then. So, okay. So, tonight's topic. We kind of uh, were spitballing on this earlier, uh, as we did for the idea of this podcast. At a local Chinese food establishment over uh, some strong drinks, some good food. And we decided to record a podcast on a whim tonight. So we are going to talk about the scariest non-horror movies that each of us could come up with. Movies that we think should be no, horror. Should no. be considered horror. Should be, yes. Yes. It's a very broad topic. It's open for interpretation, as I will prove later through my evidence. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like as if you went to Blockbuster, we'll say, which I'll get into yeah. this with my thing. If you went to Blockbuster when you were a kid and like all of a sudden you take a movie and you move it into the horror section because you're like, this movie's scary mm-hmm. and it belongs over here. Nice segue, Kathy. Yeah. You know? And you take like, one of the hardcore movies, like hardcore porns, and put it in like the children's lot. No. <laughs> that's just... You definitely did that when you were younger. They don't have a hardcore porn section about. at Blockbuster. They, yeah, they have like soft core. <laughs> yeah, they, got, they have the curtain. They, they have like they have like, have like Cinemax <laughs> movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, or Skinemax. Oh Jesus! So scariest non-horror movies tonight. 
So we're each going to pick three. Each going to pick three, and we're going to give one honorable mention before we get to our last one. Mike because, just doesn't uh, want to say we're going to do four. He wants to say we need right. We're going to do an honorable, honorable mention. mention. It's like you can't so no, 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 because there's one, it's obviously. You come down like, you considered there's multiple always a, movies. Listen, there's always a, no, there's okay, always a C. There's always a C. I was going to say a 1A. There's always a 3 Three. No, it's it's three like is not fourth. enough, and five Andrew, is too many. You, you get That's you get silly. my. I know what he's saying. Well, I was just making fun of you. The point is, we don't have to spend as much time on the honorable mention. Just say why it didn't it why it didn't make your top three. You know, That's we do all instead, you say. We'll argue about it and spend more time on it. Yeah, exactly. Than on the actual. So Jesus Christ. Mention. So yeah. So we're going to argue about uh, why each of these movies that we're going to talk about is or should be considered horror, at least for some portions of it, if not all of it. So with that being said. I'm going to start with you, Gato. Oh, me? You. Why, why not you? I, I mean, I can start if I'll you start, like. I'll start. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll what's your start. first movie? You can um, go in any stop, order you want. Stop. I know you already don't know stop, what these are. Stop. So, don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> this actually goes back to what I was just saying. Um, I have a kind of weird obsession slash love for the movie The Wizard of Oz. At some point soon, my poster that's in my parents' room and my parents, sorry, house in my room and my parents' house. Mm-hmm. I your, would like to your childhood bedroom for a portion. It's not really childhood. It was like from college on. So teenage that's like really, bedroom. No, no. Well, I mean, you were teenager. still a child because you're still a child now. So true. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, so there's a poster that I have up there on my wall that is the first 13 chapters of The Wizard of Oz, and it's all in. Letters and it makes this really pretty picture of like it is cool. The the how small is the print? It's big. It's as big as the poster behind 13 you. Thirteen chap. Oh, like the names of the chapters. It's no, very no, very like small. It, like the letters. So oh, if you look, if you looked at it from a distance, like you wouldn't oh, be able to tell that it was like it, it, it just looks like oh, yeah. art. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It's and really they, cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was super cool. So I think at some point that can come down here in the man cave as my one little shiny piece. I mean, we don't we don't really want to be accused of sexism. So we're just the us cave. Yeah, the cave. Yeah, I'm sure. This is where people the cave slash the podcast studio. So, Slade. because of that, um, I've always loved the Wizard of Oz, and I always watch different Wizard of Oz things. They had a cartoon thing. They had the different books. You know, there's a bunch of different things. But there is one. It was. I think it was on TV. Like it was made for TV, or it didn't release, or some. I don't know exactly why it didn't. It, I never. I don't think it ever came out in theaters. Maybe it, I, I honestly thought it was didn't. A it might. It might have. It might have. But if it did, it wasn't for very long. Um, Return to Oz. Yeah. And that was like something. Even when I was in college, I bonded about with a lot of different people. So actually, the one person that I thought of is our friend James. Yeah. That he always talked about when he was a kid. Who might join us on a future episode? Yes. By the way. Yes. When he he used to tell me when he was a kid he used to always go on a blockbuster and move that movie to the horror section because he was like this is not like a family friendly movie yeah. at all and like everything about it um from beginning to end is just creepy as fuck sorry for cursing but like you, you can know, curse on this podcast you can say fuck 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 I'll fuck say, fuck okay. fuck Fuck. You can uh, say fuck as lost your sponsorship yeah. from Shine Through. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> Just Go ahead. So, <laughs> it begins with, like, you know, Dorothy is back from Oz, and no one's believing her about anything that happened to her. So now, Dorothy is going, it's a super dark story. Dorothy then goes for electroshock therapy. Yeah. In a thunder and lightning storm, and they, like, literally show all these little things about her going, like, into the asylum, and her... Auntie M is like, what? it's just this whole crazy thing, and she's like, 
she puts the earmuffs on next to her head, and all of a sudden they shock her, and there's a thunder and lightning thing, and she goes into another place that they're calling Oz later on. Which may or may not be a, a hallucination. Which they're not sure exactly <laughs> yeah. what went on, but in that whole world, she then <laughs> befriends a, chick, a talking chicken, Belina. And she's, yes, and there's this guy on the wall, and he's, like, talking to this mim person who actually, like, she's this character later on that removes her head and, like... Madam Mim? No, it's, sorry, it's not Mim, it's Moby, not Madam Mim. Madam, Madam Mim is from Sword in the Stone. You're, the, you're, yeah. you're thinking of yeah. the secret of Nim. <laughs> Princess Mombi is Mom. the one that has a collection of heads from people that she switches on her body. So, like, the whole thing oh, is right. crazy. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it, it's a weird movie. It's a very weird Sometimes movie. Sometimes those movies I find more horrifying than, you know, your generic slasher movies. Yeah. Well, Actually, so, always. Just think about it. Like, what, what happens when you go into a movie when you have not low expectations, but not expectations that it's going to be scary? Right. You're, you're caught off guard by these scares, yeah. right? Or these weird things. Especially if you're a kid. Oh my god, and this is totally... And when you're scared of everything. Yes, Or if you're a cat. Yes. And you're essentially scared of everything. Everything, yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can find Return to Oz on Disney Plus right now. Oh, it is on Disney Plus. Yeah, so you should honestly uh, definitely give it a watch. I won't give too much more away, but um, definitely worth a watch. If you haven't ever seen it and you want to watch something weird... Go ahead and watch Return to Oz, Andrew. I don't know if you've seen it in a long time, but I, please. I don't think I've seen the whole thing. You actually. should watch I'll it. I'll watch I think it. You that like sounds it. like it's, one of my favorite it's movies. It's kind of up your alley, yeah. Yeah, because I like good movies. Weird. Yeah, no, good it's movies. good. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm saying it's good. You but were it, making it fun of my be... style of movies. You refer to them as Andrew movies, and then you say they suck. I think you have a particular style that I'm not really into all the time, but I think this might be kind of like quasi-Andrew mm. style. I can understand Quasimodo. Like. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yes. Exactly. Spelt the same. <laughs> Andrew, what's your first movie? Ah. Willy Wonka. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Willy That's Wonka fair. and the Chocolate Factory. Obviously the original, not the terrible Tim Burton version. I don't the want to talk about Gene, Johnny Depp. Um, I don't Gene, want... what's his face? Gene, Gene Wilder. 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 One, yes. Yes. See, he is Willy fucking Wonka. Oh, yeah. Yes, he is. But this movie, it's not a horror movie. I'm not even going to try and say that it's a horror movie. But it's got horror elements, and it could easily, you could easily change that script into a horror movie. And I'm going to give you an example of how. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. You just change a few elements. Like when Augustus Gloop gets sucked into the chocolate because he, well, he falls in the chocolate and he goes through the pipe. Well, what's on the other side of that pipe? What it should be. It's the incinerator, isn't it? Uh, that's the trash compactor. He said it should be fine, but what if it's like just boiling water to melt the chocolate? Right. And Augustus Gloop lands in the boiling water and just melts his skin off, and he's like, ah! That's a horror element. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other horror element you go if you want to get a little creepier is uh, the Oompa Loompas. They have some sort of portal, like to another world. Yeah. Where they are the sex traffickers for Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, <laughs> which Jesus is actually Christ. an operation, and he sells the children to political figures throughout the world about? and world leaders. Oh and my god! And it's like a sex trafficking movie. <laughs> With horror elements where children are getting stolen <laughs> in the chocolate factory. I knew there was an ulterior motive to this. And then they're this. sent to like this is not <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein and Tom <laughs> Hanks. I mean, what can I say? Wouldn't that be a horror movie? Andrew. It, it sure would. I mean, Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> Did I make my point? What about I you? Win. You made I, your point. That's not. Don't okay. even go any further. Don't even need to go Oh, well, when they sully <laughs> his equipment and they get sucked up into the fan when they're getting the fizzy lifting drink, they drink yes. it. Yes. Well, you it obviously can't be Grandpa Joe and Charlie in that situation because they're clearly your heroes. They're going to live. Well, yeah. Grandpa Joe's going to die second to last, saving Charlie. Charlie's going to live, but he's going to be emotionally scarred forever from the horrific events that happened at the sex trafficking factory run by a man that makes chocolate and candy. Doesn't oh that God. make sense? If you're going to make candy, you lure in the children. He's like the pied fucking piper. And then he sells them off. That's a horror movie if I've ever heard of one. I don't right? Know. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a horror movie if I've ever heard of one for sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Any final thoughts on uh, Willy Wonka? I think I said enough. So... Uh, I'm going to run through my first pick tonight, which I would argue this movie is by some considered to be horror, but by many others considered to be a psychological thriller, and I would argue you, I would die on this hill. This is, in fact, a horror movie, and one of the most disturbing and scary-est horror movies made in the 1990s, and that movie is Seven, folks. I mean, you that's a horror movie. You don't have to explain yourself to me on this one. Yeah. I chose an episode for this podcast called Prisoners. Yeah. And that was... Seven is Similar a movie. movie. Similar movie. It's a horror movie. Kat, what, what do you think about Seven? Seven's scary. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, and I mean, the whole the whole tie-in with... <laughs> I know. You always know, like... Six what, is what scary. Yep. Seven's seven scary. Seven's scary. Six scary. Yep. Um, no, the whole thing with, like... It's tied into the deadly sins and like every there's like this crazy murder around. It's like the Zodiac killer kind of thing. It's the same idea I think of like Seven it's, is the perfect out there and Seven's the perfect example of a movie where when you don't actually see the violence like you do in like a movie like Saw, which I appreciate Saw for what it is. I think it's a good movie. This is a better version of Saw. Well, you Saw. don't see the violence as it's taking place. Correct. You see, you the, see aftermath. the aftermath of the violence, which your imagination is scarier than anything you can see on screen. So when you see this guy that's been force-fed to death, or, the guy that's or this starved. guy that has been starved and like stri- uh, like you know uh, uh, strapped to his bed for a year and turned into this like skeleton, pretty much, and you hear about what happens to the prostitute like... with that. Oh my god! I don't even want to say it. That thing. That's get it off me! Get not, it off me! Get it off me! Yeah, we won't go else. there. But. Uh, yeah, those scenes are horror. That is, you are in imagining what happened to those people in your mind. And I, I think that is scarier than seeing half the shit you can see on screen. You know, that for me, when you talk about real horror that scares you, cat, or, you know, a lot of people don't prefer, like, monster-type horror like I do, but Seven was a movie that truly, truly disturbed me the first time that I saw it. I was scarred for a while, to the point where now I'm obsessed with it. So now you're like, what's in the box? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it so many times that I'm desensitized (laughs) to it, but it it is, the content of the movie is so disturbing that I don't know how any viewer can not call it a horror movie. I agree. I agree. You know what even makes it more horrifying now? When you go back and watch it? You see, like, Kevin Spacey's role? Oh, oh, I can picture that. Yeah, I know. You're a giant man. Well, uh, Kevin Spacey aside, this is a classic movie. Oh, no, he's it's one of it's movie. one of Fincher's best. It's right up there with I think Zodiac, I Fight Club is is his best movies. One thing I want to clarify is that we don't need to erase what people have done in their film career. You can view that person for their acting role in that movie. Right. Yeah, the guy's a giant piece of shit. 
huge. But you can't. Shit. You shouldn't act like he wasn't in the movie. He was a huge part of that movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like, yeah, he's and still he, a I giant mean, he was shit. But I, I took John Doe in our uh, horror villain draft because the movie's great and he's a terrifying character that does horrible things and that's oh, you know obviously I don't condone what Kevin Spacey did so yeah I'm right there with you yes so I think with that we are on to Kat's next movie Kat what do you got um on my to next, the next one I don't on need to. the outline okay don't show me that you need to get off your phone though remember no we it's talking on my earlier? phone that's why oh, it's okay. on my phone I remember you yelling at someone about being on their phone or <sighs> I can't remember who it was but Anyways, um, my next <laughs> movie is Requiem for a Dream. Oh. That's um, a nice choice. B- well, because it's a very real-life horror movie. Like, it's something that can actually happen, which, yeah, and Andrew just said, well, cats get a very real-life thing, which, yes, this is a very real-life thing. Addiction is a real thing. You know, like, people living in certain circumstances are a real thing, and it's a very real it's a very real situation that happens in a lot of different households that no one even talks about. So it's kind of like this serious movie that's finally put into perspective from like multiple different perspectives of like people who are a drug addict, people who are living with a drug addict, like friends, cartels, normal people, whatever, like someone who's like in with the wrong crowd. There's a bunch of different like scenarios in this one movie. For sure. And, it's a sad. It's really. It's. More, I guess it's more sad than it is horror. It's horror in a sense. It's that a like sad movie with things. horrific it's, elements. I wouldn't say sad. I would say severely depressing. Yes, it's yeah. severely depressing to see someone go down a path that's like it's, people can go down yeah. at some point in their lives. Like it happens a lot, and yeah, like you see how much this Jared Leto plays the lead guy, and he ah. Quick question. Yes. Who who is it? Jared Leto. Leto. <laughs> Leto. Isn't it weird? Leto. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> so. Why do you all the money? You want a little boss gag? What? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I it's keep going. Fine. Keep going. It's fine. So he plays the you know main guy Leto. who is who is who he's the connection to everybody in this. Yep. And at the end of it, like, he ends up, he's so addicted, they end up sawing off his arm because he's just, it's yeah sad. It's sad and it's scary. It's, like, real scary, horrific stuff that happens in that movie. So I, yeah. I think that that would also be one of those things that you could easily move from, like, a thriller section to a horror section. I want to hear how you like, would do it. What would you do? I would take it from one section with my hands, and I would walk down the aisle and put it into the horror section with my other hand. Oh. And then I would use hand sanitizer. Well, boring. I wanted to hear how you would make that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would use hand I hear, sanitizer I get after touching hand the movie. Hand sanitizer. <laughs> I would turn it into COVID now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this movie for sure... You could easily slide this into horror, and nobody would bat an eyelash because this is definitely a movie that I don't know is, about easily though. I wouldn't say that, uh, dude. I really? mean, well, if, if if you so it's a, you, it's it's like putting that's like putting the boy in the striped pajamas into horror. We've talked that's about Andrew movie. movies before, right? So, like, this is kind of an Andrew movie. It eh. seems like it's a dream. It's the dream. Is I don't the really like this movie. I mean, it, because it's depressing and horrifying. Oh, I love honest. depressing movies. Yeah. I just don't... I don't know if I like Jared Leto that yeah. much. Mm. Jared Leto's pretty, yeah. <laughs> I do like uh, Jennifer Connelly, though. She's good. I thought it was Connelly. <laughs> Connelly. <laughs> and uh, Ellen... Like, Ellen, Like cowboys. <laughs> Ellen Burstyn 
from The Exorcist, which may or may not come up in a future episode soon. Sneak preview. All right, can we go past me now? Bust I'm all on. done. Yeah. Andrew, what's your, uh, what's your next movie? All right. So there we go. Not gonna get weird on this one. Sure, you won't. I'm gonna give straight mm. facts. I, would I think go the fact with, uh, that you said that you're not gonna get weird means that you're gonna get. I'm gonna weird. go with it's Jurassic. Like, brace I'd go yourself. With, I'd go with Jurassic Park. Okay, it's a good call. All right, here's my reasoning. It's got. Mike will appreciate this. It's got your classic monsters. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You got the T-Rex. Terrifying. <gasps> Fuck that T-Rex. That Raptors. T-Rex is gonna kill everything. Yes, mm-hmm. he's the king. That T-Rex though is essentially. Godzilla and King Kong. He's the same guy. Godzilla helps the people. They don't expect him to. They don't realize that he does. But he does inadvertently help the humans. The Mm -hmm. T-Rex does the same thing. When he's killing the raptors, when the raptors are going to kill them all at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. So he's like your classic monster. The T-Rex is like the epitome of a monster. But the raptors are like the Mothra's. Those fucking things. The, the Raptors are the best part well, of that movie. like a classic monster in the sense that it's like a tragic figure, essentially, right? Because it was created by humans. Like, to, no, like well, not King Kong, but Godzilla was Godzilla. created by humans. But These dinosaurs the were created was, by yeah, humans. I was going to say, Jurassic Park so one was made things, by like, humans. Yeah, exactly. That's what they go into. And that's their comeuppance. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting how the T-Rex, which is the biggest one, ends up being the savior at the end of the first Jurassic Park. So what's scary about Jurassic Park to you? What's scary? What isn't scary about that? If you imagine being on that park, that's scary enough. Imagine your life being in the hands of Newman. (laughs) That's Uh, hello Newman. Or actually, I'd be okay with my hands being the my life being in the hands of Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. And hold on to your butts, Doctor Grant. Oh, uh, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Another fantastic movie. Jeff Goldblum. That he's been in. That's borderline, uh, 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 borderline horror movie, space. Oh, uh, a deeper uh, uh, invaders. Event Horizon. Event Horizon. That movie's phenomenal. Yeah, of course, he's in that. Yeah. So he's got his horror chops. Yep. Even if you wouldn't consider that horror, I would consider Event Horizon to be horror for sure. That's a horrifying movie. Yeah. Like Sphere. Oh, yeah. I like that movie too. Yeah. So what else about Jurassic Park before we move on to the uh, next? That was really all. I, I don't think I need to prove my point anymore. Yeah. Got I mean, sc- monsters. scary monsters. Scary monsters that are going to eat you. Jurassic Park came out in 1993. I was seven years old when I saw it. My dad took me to go see it. I was scared shitless. That was the first movie with, like, CGI that was, like, wow. Well, it was not CGI, though, most of it. It was, it was uh, all animatronics. That was one. Really? Was all Spielberg. Yeah, because that was right <laughs> after Spielberg. <laughs> So, Universal Studios in Florida, Steven Spielberg was the creative consultant for that park. So, all of the rides at Universal Studios Florida were consulted by Spielberg. So, it was all animatronics for King Ah. Kong and Back to the Future and Jaws and all that, Earthquake. So, basically, Ah. he did not want to go the way of CGI. So, all those dinosaurs in that movie are real. They actually built them. They were robots. They have real that dinosaurs were... now? I thought they were extinct. Um, yeah, so if you go to Jurassic World... Oh, they, oh, they... That was the worst oh, joke. Wow. Make fun of my jokes. That joke's wow. extinct. <laughs> extinct. Oh my god. <laughs> Kat, do you have anything to say about Jurassic Park? Yeah, it's quickly? cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. For sure. <laughs> Alright, so we are on to my next movie, which is Ghostbusters. Another classic... Who are you gonna call? 80s movie. Ghostbusters? That's how I would answer the phone. Ghostbusters. Uh, hello, Ghostbusters. Do you, though? What do you want? Shine through. 
There you go. Ghostbusters. 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 <laughs> I mean, the movie is called Ghostbusters, right? And it is considered to be a classic comedy of the 1980s. Uh, another movie that had a an attraction at Universal Studios in Florida when it first opened, a Ghostbusters attraction. But yes, this movie is lighter in tone. It has several comedic actors from Saturday Night Live, but make no mistake, they are pulling some pretty scary horror imagery throughout throughout this entire movie with the terror dogs, uh, Slimer, all the ghosts that escape out of the subway, the dead, the undead taxi driver. Like, yeah. dude, there's a lot of horror imagery going on in Ghostbusters, which was kind of inspired by the. Uh, the satanic panic of the 1980s. You can kind of see that in there. Um, Ghostbusters, great movie. Also should be called a horror in addition to a comedy. I think it is a horror In my movie. opinion. I mean, it's a horror comedy, right? So then that's... Yeah. I mean, there's a, they're fighting a villain and... Well, it's rated PG, so it's an 80s PG movie, and it's considered to be a uh, like a family-type movie. But this is the type of movie where if you see that shit in there, almost like, like Beetlejuice... Same type of movie. There's some shit that would freak your kid out in there. No doubt about it. Yeah. Andrew, what do you think of Ghostbusters? I fucking love Ghostbusters. Okay. I don't think it, it's got, it doesn't have enough horror to be a horror movie. What about the first scene of the movie where they find a libra- the librarian ghost? You don't think that's a scary scene or a, a scene think, well, where if you were as a, a, movie, a, a not kid watching it, you wouldn't be afraid by kid, that? Yeah, I would be. I would be too. As a child. I was. Yes, you were. Yes, exactly. As you were. No, but yeah, I can see that, but I don't know. I'm not the one arguing it. Okay. You are. Fair enough. Yeah, so Ghostbusters, if you haven't seen it, I mean, what are you even doing? Go watch Ghostbusters. So, with that being said, it's on to uh, Miss Gatto for her next movie, Serection. Which one are you going to go with? Um, So I'm going to go with Alice in Wonderland. Oh. (laughs) That was the one you were going to pick. Um. I guess if I if, if you made me choose, I, I mean, I would do the original Alice in Wonderland and the Tim Burton Alice in Looking Glass because both of them are really awesome. Um, I mean, Alice in Wonderland, the cartoon, obviously, is not scary. So I guess it would be the Tim Burton one because it is more by the book and less, like, Disney kid-friendly. So it yeah. includes the Jabberwocky, which is not yep. included. Um, it has that Tim Burton feel. Like, Remember the Jabberwocky painting in the uh, uh, art alleyway in Promise <clears throat> Sound we saw a few yes. weeks back? That oh, was yeah, I so took a picture cool. of it. I did too, yeah. I put it on yeah. our, our Instagram page. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's a great, scary story. That like The way that Tim Burton did it in his Alice in the Looking Glass version was really interesting because it, it, it made a much more dark fairy tale. Actually, speaking of which, I might change my last one now, saying the words dark fairy tale. I don't know if it would be too basic. I might switch up my, my honorable mention that I just thought of something well, different. You got a little bit of time to decide. I do. No, I do. What else about Alice in Wonderland, though? No. So, I mean, it's, um, <clears throat> you know, everything. everyone in there is overdone. Like, I mean, everyone in there. Like, in the movie. Like, Tim Burton's style. Everyone's overdone. They're all kind of weird looking. They have this weird dark undertone. The Jabberwocky is actually, like, a monster in this movie. That's been uh, Tim Burton's style for a while, though. Like, he has a, right. a very certain visual style that you see in all of his movies. Right. So, that I feel like that jives with that. Continue. Sorry. Yes. Um... 
Jabberwocky. So even, I mean, Jabberwocky, but also, like, Johnny Depp plays a, a crazy Mad Hatter, but crazy in a weird, scary way versus crazy in, like, a funny way that is in, like, the Disney one where he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, tea, whatever. Like, the Mad Hatter that Johnny Depp plays is much more intense. Like, yeah. the whole movie is just much more intense than it is, like, with the cartoon version in general. It's just not, it's not kid-friendly, and it's not, I mean, I wouldn't ever have, like, kids just watch that when they're younger before watching, like, a cartoon. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, for sure. So, I don't... I I feel like it's... Even in the cartoon, would, you see a, uh, a caterpillar smoking some sort of thing. Right, which and is, that's also, like, you know, suggestive, and that's mm-hmm. a whole other suggestive. element. Suggestive. That's a good word for that, yeah. Yes, Very it's good. suggestive of what is, you know, there, because obviously Lewis Carroll, when he wrote Alice in Wonderland, was... You know, rumored to be on all these kinds of drugs. So, yeah. which makes a lot no of surprise. sense when you read the book and you see the movies and you are like, okay, well, yeah, sure, of course he was. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's crazy caterpillars smoking hookahs and there's like, <laughs> yeah, mad hatters and uh, Cheshire and Cat that smiles and, and, yeah. and all kinds of crazy shit. And these, all these cards, they talk and they actually mm-hmm. like come out and poke you with their, you know, clubs and stuff. So, and the tea party. Right, it's gotta love the team. Yeah, there's it's a lot of interesting stuff in Alice in Wonderland. When you kind of break it down, it seems like it sounds can like be, it's an interesting movie. You've never but seen it's Alice in Wonderland? No, it's not horror. No, oh, I'm saying the Tim Burton one. Oh, so it's not horror, but you said it's horror. I'm saying she's Tim, arguing that aspects of it the are Tim horror. Tim Burton one has aspects of horror. Yes, I get that. There that have also is, been other versions of horrific retellings of Alice in Wonderland, too. Like, there have been a lot of haunted houses based on oh, Alice yeah. in Wonderland. Yeah. Like, that type of theming. Like, I feel like there's a lot of... Like, Universal Orlando at Halloween Horror Nights one year did an... Uh, uh, it was called Asylum in Wonderland in 3D, and everything was like in that... Like, the crazy color that we saw at Spooky World last year with, like, the goggles and, like, all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, horror stuff related to Alice in Wonderland. So Very fully Very creepy. easy to... Turn Alice in Wonderland into horrific stuff. It's already horrific. I'm scared. Boom. You scared? Yeah, wicked. (laughs) Andrew, want to talk talk about your uh, last movie? Yes. My last movie, I say with no regret. And it's a bit of a reach. But I'm going to go with the brave little toaster. Woo! Not a horror movie. Wait, that's not your honorable mention, though, right? That's nope. your. This is his last one. Last and then we're worry. not going to do our honorable I mentions. I was just asking. I Don't just fucking asking. worry about my. Selections. We should have done honorable mentions before we did our last one, but I forgot, so Why? we're going to do it after. It's fine. It's too late now. Why would you do four, then three? Four, then three? Yeah. Oh, it's not really the fourth place. It's, it is I, I guess it is. Place. Okay, never mind. Go ahead, Andrew. You did third place and fourth place. So why is the Brave Little Toaster <laughs> scary? my fucking mojo. Yeah, I don't sorry. know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anymore. Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> terrifying movie if you're an appliance. I love blankets. Could you imagine if you're an electric blanket, a toaster, no. a radio, oh, an air conditioning unit, blanket. or a vacuum? This is a horrifying adventure that you go on. Scary shit, weird. It's just so creepily done. Like, it's just a very weird movie. It's I mean, where, where are these clients' parents? Like, it's, dude, the kid that went, it's the kid that went to college. Yeah. And he forgot his... T- it's like, his it's stuff. essentially Toy Story, but with appliances. Right, exactly. I forgot Woody. 
I forgot my toaster. It's a fucking I toaster. Blanket. I feel an like air conditioner in here. Yeah, <laughs> and the air conditioner just the blows people I mean, away. As an observer, I have to feel like you're burying the lead here by not mentioning first and foremost the air conditioning scene in Brave Little Toaster. The air conditioning which could scene be the, the most horrifying. No, scene you know what's more horrifying in that scene is when the um, handyman gets a hold of all the appliances, like he finds them. And he starts manipulating them, and he has all those. He fixes some. He of them. has all those creepy, like, yeah, like bio- museum, yeah, things. museum yeah. things yeah. that he created. And mm-hmm. it's like the lamp, it's like Dracula. Right. It's yeah, so yeah, fucking yeah. creepy. That's <laughs> so that, is. that part's scary as well, fuck. And then when they get to the yeah. yeah, and then we get to where the cars are crushed. Yep. And it's gonna fucking mush them, the compact or the whatever. Boom. Yeah, it's like boom. boom if I was a fucking yeah. toaster, I would never leave my house. Oh no, of course not. Maybe that's why toasters never leave their house. One of the reasons I have anxiety as an adult is because of viewing the Brave Little Toaster so many times when I was a child, I think. Uh, honestly, no joke. Oh, so does that mean you're not going to leave on our air conditioner as much anymore? Because that would be great if you decide to save a No, it's, it's staying on despite my you know, Brave, the Brave Little Toaster, toaster fear of the air conditioner. Blankets okay. getting like sucked into like quicksand or yes, some shit's happening, yes. and the radio's halfway Radiance. down, and then they get the signal and you hear. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> That's the best old time baseball here. Like I love the radio. John, by the by, we talked about this great. before. Yeah. Know who plays the air conditioner in that uh, famous scary scene? You have brought that up before. One Phil Hartman, rest in peace, Phil Hartman, Saturday Night Live alum, among many other things. Pour one out for Phil Hartman, folks. It's a very depressing I don't know how that's a kid, kid's movie yeah very scary I don't know. for kids I don't know why that's a movie in general it's either a kid's movie or make it something else it's just fucking weird and it's what it is now I agree 100%. it's a great movie though I love that movie so for my final movie I have two words for you Anton Sugar ooh and that movie oh. if you don't know already now you know it's called No Country for Old Men. Slow clap for me, bro. All Mike, right. Mike wins with that one. I will take it. I haven't seen it. Sorry. Oh, you want to talk about a slow burn, boring movie that you will fucking hate? You would Kat? hate it. Yeah, you, you would, would hate never it. want to watch. Right. <coughs> Have you watched There Will Be Blood? No. Have you seen that? Yeah, of course. Long, mm-hmm. boring. Love that movie. It's, it's typical Paul Thomas yeah, Anderson. It's so movie, stupid, yeah. but it's long and it's boring. Like to me, like that movie, the dialogue. Oh, I can't believe you. Oh. <laughs> I'll let you talk about your movie because I'm just jealous. You talking about There Will Be Blood? <laughs> no, I was. No. I was. It just brought me to think about that. No, oh, okay. but No Country for Old Men. Fucking love that movie. Tommy Lee Jones. No idea what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. Is he senile? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Point? Well. <laughs> I mean, the movie is phenomenal. It's directed by the Coen brothers, who are always awesome. And this, I think, is my favorite Coen brothers movie. This or either Fargo. Or, I mean, Big Lebowski is awesome, too. I mean, This is definitely the best. That. This is the best one. This is the best movie. This is the one that stands that test of time. This and is like that old western, but it's like a yep. psychological yep. So thriller western. I will be the nerd that says that I, I read No Country for Old Men by Cormac McCarthy. Oh, this is a book. When it came out. Yep. And they based the movie on this. Everything's a fucking book. Uh, and Anton Chigurh, played by Javier Bardem in this movie, is... Unbelievable. What an awesome representation of a character. Holy shit. He is terror personified anytime he's on the screen. The only time I think I've been drawn more to the screen by a villain in a movie that I can think of from, you know, 
anytime really, but my my personal favorite movies is Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's the type well, of yeah. villain performance that Javier Bardem gives in No Country for Old Men. This is he is a those. terrifying, scary villain that is just out to get cartel money back. Yeah. Does not give a fuck. Just kills anybody in his way. And pretty much, if you meet him, you're gonna die. He's a shark. Yep. He's essentially just a predator. Best scene in that movie. You feeling lucky, hombre, or whatever? Oh, it is? that scene's with awesome when he's in the cashier. gas station with the penny. What is? What is? Was it's for everything? Yeah, the guy it's just, for like, fucking the, the, everything. The, the poor that guy in the I'm gas like, station oh just says one thing mm-hmm. that like rubs him the wrong way. So all of a sudden he's like, hmm. I think I want to kill you, so I'm going to try and figure out right now if uh, I if should. I should kill you or not. So I'm going to flip a coin, pretty much just like Two Face and Batman. This is your lucky quarter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not putting it in your pocket yeah. to get. You've been putting up it up your whole life. You just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, what a unbelievable! Fucking scene. The intensity and the tension in that scene mm-hmm. is so palpable. It's one I of need, the greatest scenes in film history. I, need, I think I, I, need, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything, Everything. <laughs> unbelievable. What a great movie. But yeah, No Country for Old Men. I, I think, you know, it's a Western crime movie, but the parts with Anton Chigurh, straight out can of a we, horror movie. Can we just talk about He the, is every bit as scary as Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy Krueger, uh, Leatherface, any of those guys. He's a sociopath. Yeah. With no remorse. Yep. Agreed. His The best thing about him, we were going to do... <clears throat> oh, man. What an underrated weapon that we never thought about. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. His go ahead. weapon. Yes. What is it called? The ca- the cattle prod or whatever it's called. Yeah, the, it just sticks a beam into their head and kills correct. them instantly. And I think that's like a uh, bit of satire from them about how oh, we're all like cattle. Could be. And he's like the... Uh... Andrew, you want to describe what's happening right now? Uh, Otis is gnawing on Mike's thumb. Otis is the dog. Otis. The official American werewolf of London, of mm-hmm. America's hometown horror, is just gnawing on my hand right now like a fucking asshole. So maybe we'll leave this in. Kat's also videoing it. Maybe we'll put it out on our Instagram page yeah. so you can see what this little bastard looks like. Right? 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 Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. All right. Anyways. Anyway, so, yeah, no country for old men. Uh, that's my last movie. So with that being said, all we have left, folks, and we, wow, we are doing we're very, very, mentions. we're doing very good with timing. Like, I feel like we're everything, better. we're coming we're right, right up on an hour. Better. Yeah, we are. Yes. Uh, like I said before, we're doing a great job. So, so anyways. we're talking about, uh, honorable mentions now, the, the, the one movie that almost made our list, but didn't. So we're going to go in the same order. Kat, we'll start with you. So I'm going to switch up my choice. Wow. I think, because okay. I thought of something like through the draft. That um, I need to ask you if you categorize it as a horror movie or not. Okay. Um, before I mention it, but I originally was going to do Nightmare Before Christmas as mm-hmm. a quote-unquote horror-type movie. That's what I had, yeah. Um, but do you consider Pan's Labyrinth to be a horror movie? No, that's a good choice, though. Because I would rather have that as my honorable mention if I could. Go ahead. Is that, does that, is that okay? That's that fine. That's absolutely fine. Okay, so I'm going to nix Nightmare Before Christmas, and I'm going to talk about Pan's Labyrinth, because I feel like it makes way more sense than Nightmare Before Christmas anyway. So you really just shoehorned in a uh, second I, I Yeah, I totally just kind of mm-hmm. kind of put this guy That's in fine. there. I, I will allow it. Talk about Pan's Labyrinth. That movie's great. So, I mean, there's people that die in that movie, 
It's all in Spanish, so there's subtitles. You have to really pay attention to it. It's very dark. It's a dark fantasy horror type movie. I guess you call it. It's a dark fan, like a dark Del Toro at his finest. Yes, I think it's that's that movie's awesome. It's great. It's like a dark lullaby. They almost call it. So I don't know if you you might actually find it under horror. Sometimes it's a very it teeters the line. I feel like a lot. Well, I feel like it's been it's been mentioned on a lot of the scariest movies because of one well, particular of person. The, um, but what's yeah. his? Oh my gosh, I forgot his name. The, the Pale Man. The Pale Man. I was like, I even didn't I draft him? I drafted him in the monster draft. I think you might have. I did. Yeah, yes. I think you might have. Um, but that's why I was wondering beforehand. I was like, should I talk about Nightmare Before Christmas or is Pan's Labyrinth like valid? Because is that actually a horror no, movie? No, that's not considered to be horror. That's no. a good choice. That's a very good choice. Okay. I think so, it's a better choice than than Nightmare, argue, Before, than Nightmare Christmas. Before Christmas, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas is a good movie, but, but it's, it's not, not really scary movie, at all. But so. it's, I mean, it's, it has it's our horror imagery for children, but it's, it's seasonal not, for Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. Anyways, seasonal for Christmas, actually. Excuse me. Um, and for Christmas, it double dips. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But Pan's Labyrinth, I mean, it's the same reality situation that I ran into with like Requiem for a Dream, where it's you know. Like, Ophelia is this young girl who lives under the hand of, like, her father, who is this serious militia guy and, you know, is, has a very, like, disciplined kind of regimen for his parenting. Yeah. And it's, like, really hard living with him and living with his wife. And uh, there's a bunch of different things that happen. And then Ophelia kind of wanders off to escape. And she, like, also has these uh, different worlds that she goes into. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's... It's very it's a it's a dark fairy tale I think they call it. Yeah, that's of. that's a good way to put it. Like for sure. it's a it's a it's a really weird kind of fairy tale movie that is not meant to be happy. That's why I almost was wondering if it's t- kind of in horror because I mean, what else would you really categorize it as? Yeah, I would consider it a drama and, f- and a fantasy. It's not really considered to be a horror movie, yeah. even though there's parts of it that are. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh Super violent too. When the oh, guy gets very his, violent. The guy gets yes. his head bashed in yep. by the butt of the rifle. Mm-hmm. That was disgusting. That was like very. I was like, whoa! Like what? Well, the that's fuck why I'm am like, I like, is yeah. it really a horror movie though? I mean, it's close. It's close. It's right in the borderline. But you just made a very good argument for Aww. as to why it almost made your list. Thanks, Andrew. What's your honorable mention, my friend? Mm. You ask mm. him as he's like mid sip. Like, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's James and the Giant Peach just to stick along with a theme. I think you should. But it could be Funny Games. You ever mm-hmm. seen Funny Games, the Australian? No. Movie? It's like a thriller. But it's basically like The Strangers. Like Essentially, it's like these two guys that just like torment this couple at their house with like weird shit. Like they do weird stuff to them. It's pretty horrible. What is this? James family Games? Funny Games. Funny Games. So I was like, Jesus, Family Games. I think there's, a re- there's like a remake of it. You never seen Funny Games? Jesus, no. It sounds horrible. Why would I it's ever like want to watch strangers, that? It's like the strangers, essentially. Like, they're just fucking with these people at their house. Yeah, okay. It's pretty terrifying. Interesting. But, I mean, James and the Giant Pinch could be horrifying. Like, he's an orphan, so obviously his life is sucked up to that point. Probably still does. I don't know. Yeah. I, I got my honorable mention. There's a reason why it's an honorable mention, because I don't fucking know. I just gave you an answer. See what happens. Otis agrees. <laughs> Otis definitely agrees. Otis definitely, definitely (laughs) agrees. All right, last honorable mention, folks, and it's from me. And I'm going to go off the board here a little bit. We were talking about movies for the most part. 
One thing I want to mention, I have to mention, it's one of my favorite things of all time. It is unequivocally horror. The first season of True Detective on HBO. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously. Should have made my list, but it's not a movie. Should have so made your list. Include it. But, yeah, it's scary, but, but it's it, also... It, it, uh, you could have changed that out with Ghostbusters. That kind of killed your team. Well, Seven, No Country for Old Men, and Terminator. I mean, uh, not Term- Terminator. Terminator was the other one. Terminator was close. That was a close Terminator one Terminator would have been a good yeah, one. That would have been a good one, too. I mean, True Detective Season 1, uh, there's nothing better. That's so brilliant. Honestly, it's the type of thing when you watch it, it seems like it's going to it's going to leer a little bit into the supernatural, but it never fully does. No. Which is a little bit disappointing. I would have liked to have no, seen it do that. I, I know you yeah, I know stuff. you do. I know you do. Stupid. But the horror fan in me <laughs> Andrew. Like this is this is the type of story that's ripped directly from like a Lovecraftian type story. It's very weird. It's very scary. You know, all of a sudden it, like you see, you know, this body that's been Laid there with like horns and all kinds of sacrificial things. You think it's satanic, but you have McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, two Academy Award-winning actors, and, they were and they're talking about oh, best green-eared spaghetti monsters chasing victims through the woods and but that type of thing. Like it's like a weird thing. <laughs> it's like what the fuck is going on here? It kept your interest the entire time. It's unbelievable. It Maybe one of the greatest episodes of any season of any show that's ever been. Honestly, I like the, the first season of True Detective more, more than, than probably most, anything on yeah. my list. That's very tough, though, because I really love No Country for Old Men, Seven, mm. and Ghostbusters. But it's very close. But, uh, oh my god, I love the first season of True Detective. It's unbelievable. Oh. It's the yeah, best, like I said, Jerry. It's the best season of television I've ever watched. I think so, too. It, it, honestly, it is my favorite season of television. I don't think it's even close. There were at one point a few seasons of Game of Thrones that might have come close, but um, I think the, this is better. The people are I know you gave up on Game of Thrones. The Dexter season with uh, I love Dexter. John Lithgow. Oh, yes. The Trinity Killer. That's a phenomenal season. I loved. You never watched Dexter. I Dude, would watch better it better than oh. True Detective season one. Are you um, serious? Honestly, I said an honorable mention. You would love. Dexter. I, we were doing we honorable mentions. It. No, it's up there. It's just as good. Well, I don't know. It's. Yeah, Dexter's really good. You Dexter was really good. I love Dexter. Yeah, maybe that's, that's one of those shows I'm gonna have to maybe go back and check that's out. A good I know you've show. said it's good, yeah. but I've heard the ending is so horrific. Oh my I feel god! Like it's I don't worry about. Me. Yeah, but so is but Game you of Thrones. Can't worry about the ending. You just I, watched, I don't think the the ending of Game of Thrones was as bad as everybody says it was. I don't think it was bad. Okay, think about, but like yeah. you have Lost, Game of Thrones. Mad Men, whatever the hell else you're talking about. Mad Men's Everyone not even a show. That's just a bunch of white men drinking and groping Everyone women. It was, it was a guy. We just finished it recently. It was a fun show. Everyone has their own opinion on their endings, but everyone loves the show. So if anything's like, I loved Mad show, Men. I know the ending was kind of stupid. You like the, so everyone has their show, opinion show on the like ending. That. Yeah. But is it worth watching the whole show, even if the ending sucks? Yes. If you well, don't like the right, show. Before we sign off here, I'll give you a little bit of non-horror conjecture on Mad Men, okay? So Mad Men, like you said, the entire show is just white men that are famous and rich, doing ads, drinking in their office, smoking cigarettes, and doing whatever, right? So it was a very good show. The ending, I thought, kind of did not really stick the landing, at first when I saw it, but after I thought about it for a little bit more, it kind of reminded me almost of like the Seinfeld ending, right? Yes. So it's not really a show where 
There are high There's stakes. There's nothing happening. Like, no one's going to die. It's a right? show Unless somebody nothing. gets sick. So it's kind of one of those things where, how do you end it and make people happy? Everyone has their own ending. So, like, the Seinfeld ending, I hated at the time, but in sense viewings... I've actually kind of thought it's pretty good. Like it's not—it's not a bad ending for the no, show. Like you have all the characters, you see everything. Nice. Like in retrospect, it was it's a good ending. It's kind of like Big Fish at the end. Oh, you God. see all the characters. Don't even get me started on Jeff Big Fish. Byers. My <laughs> yeah. fucking dad loves that. I movie. love it's Big so Fish. Gay. That oh my God, I love it. And I love you and McGregor, but damn, I, what I, I cannot movie. watch no, that movie without that. crying because <laughs> it's so gay. It's no, it's awesome. I super love sad. That movie. Super sad. I know. I don't like that movie. But uh, Big Fish. Don't but talk yeah. me about Big Fish. Yeah. True Detective, folks. <laughs> Big Dick. Hey, by the by, quick. Shameless self plug here. Uh, if you want to read more about the horror of season one of True Detective, you can check out the article that I wrote on uh, iHorror.com. Came out a few weeks wow. ago. Wow. Check it out. High five. Pretty cool. Thank I you. I don't know if anyone knew. Yes. Thank you. Did you know? I knew. Did you know? Yes. Yes, you knew. Mike? Published, yeah, I think we, we both, published author. We both knew. We both knew. But he's a published author? <laughs> yes. Did we know is. that? Um, Mike is an do author. You have, do you have that check mark next to your Twitter? Thing? I don't. I actually the don't. No. Do you have that check, check for 13 cents from mm. Bloody Disgusting? <laughs> We've, uh, we, we're, yeah, no, I don't, actually. <laughs> I don't. I do not. Not exactly. I like a, how they make Not money. exactly a lucrative side no, career. This is fucking honest. bullshit. How does uh, this work? And what av- no, what does this work? Where you write something for a, a website and they give you nothing? No, you got paid. I got like 15 bucks. Why? It doesn't matter. It's it just shouldn't it be worth more than you that? Should, you should be writing more. No, because it's get... for 15 bucks? Yeah. That's a lot of fucking work. Just to write Dude, freelance work. Freelance work. That's what they call it. No, freelance no, but that writer. was a lot of work to write that. I have an official title at Bloody Disgusting. It's a freelance author. Hey. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that for fifteen bucks. Freelance writer, I should say, not author. Just write a novel, Mike. Yeah, let's ma- hear no, your novel. I don't think I have a novel. You still working on that novel, still Brian? Working on that novel. <laughs> still working on that novel. Still working. Still oh, working. Jesus. All right, guys. Any final thoughts on any of the movies we talked about, or anything at all, before we wrap it up for the night? No, I think I'm good. Okay, Andrew. <laughs> I think you lacked uh, discipline. Gusto gut. Gusto. What do you mean, gusto? Gusto gut. Gusto gut. Gusto gato. Gusto gato. Oh, that would be way better. I don't understand. That's what it is. You lack some gusto gato. What gusto? Ah, you didn't have enough. He's saying your shit was weak. You didn't bring it. What do you mean my shit? You had like one sentence. You didn't bring anything. I didn't bring anything either. But neither did you. Well, then I just wanted to say gusto gato. Well, I just fucked it up the first time. Fine. All right. That's a nice nickname, gusto gato. You gonna you gonna give anything back to him? Gusto gato. No, you gonna take that from Andrew? It's it's not worth giving it back to him. He's just enjoying himself too much, making fun of me. It's because you got. It's because you got nothing. Right? Yes, I have nothing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. This is good. All right, guys. Take your hit. Well, I'm gonna hit you later. Like. Ooh, when you're least, least oh, expecting oh. it. Hit me with your Guess best what? shot. Last time I checked, if a man said that to a woman, that's uh, physical abuse. Right, be but arrested. if a woman says it to a but man, But you can just say you're going to beat okay. some guy up. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to hit Andrew. Oh, uh, man. Not the like world physically. we live in today. I'm going to hit him with my knowledge. Wow. Nice your knowledge job. of what? Nothing? Uh, we're going to figure it out later. Uh, nothing. Of you. 
What? I said, how peacekeeping of you. Yes. Very nice. Yeah, she's going to beat me up after the show. No. <laughs> and there's like, nothing in the house. Yes, we're going to play some, absolutely. we're going to watch some Jeopardy, and I'm yes. going to totally yes. I don't dominate. I want to watch Jeopardy. Why? I want to watch No Country for Old Men. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'll tell you what. We're about to sign off here uh, on another episode of America's Hometown Horror. Thanks so much for tuning in. Ow. Here's where you can find us <laughs> on the following social media platforms, including Facebook you can find us at America's Hometown Horror Podcast on Twitter at Hometown Horror on Instagram at Hometown Horror Pod, and you can also email us at Hometown Horror Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find our podcast on the following platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else you get your podcasts. My name is Mike. I'm joined as always by Kat. Hola. Gusto Gato. <laughs> and Andrew. Andurato. <laughs> Say goodbye to your guests, folks. Good night. Bye. Good, good night, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you can check out the other podcasts on the NBR Podcast Network. We have Retro Redoctopus. We have America's Hometown Horror, Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, and of course, Inebriart. So you can check those out wherever podcasts are found. Like, comment, and subscribe so we can reach more listeners. And thanks for listening. Comment and subscribe so we can.